Hello and welcome to Films of Swearing, a wee bonus episode. Yay. There's minimal film talk, maximum wrestling talk. Joining me tonight is Cousin Mike, fresh back from a trip to Florida. Yes, sir. See, he seems like a total American dandy now. Nah, not at all. <laughs> and, <laughs> aye, so we're just going to sort of recap, talk about WrestleMania, uh, talk about the Raw After Mania, and see where it goes for there. Alright. Give you the first half hour to the public, if you're really interested, you can buy a full episode off of Patreon for your $1 a month contribution. Just go and skip that, that fancy coffee for Greg's for just one day, and you'll support us for a whole month. Or this cat going through an assault course of noisy objects. We've got tins of deodorant, tins of juice, bottles of black label. What's he gonna knock over first? It is the kid. He's going to sneak through the obstacles. He is the proverbial bull in a china shop. Alright, let's get the notes on my phone up. Okay, right, so. We could talk films for the first 10 minutes if you want. Right. Now, I seen you yesterday tweeting, uh, there no, Instagramming a picture that you've now got a hold of Rogue One. Aye. Have, have you cracked the plastic? Have you watched that it I'm yet? No, it's still in its plastic. Oh, the shame. Okay. <clears throat> well, I say shame, it just came out on Monday. Uh, so let's do film talk for five minutes. What did, what did you watch on your flights? First thing I watched was Secret Life of Pets. Oh, aye, that's fine. I, I am a father of children. I have seen Secret Life of Pets on several occasions. It's it was all right. It's fine. Quite aggressive animals in that film. Quite aye, a few fights. Was it was it Kevin Hart that was doing the voice of the bunny? Yes. Aye. Was it was that him that was doing the voice of the aye, bunny? I don't I think that. he at all attempted to disguise his voice. Who was a uh, who was. Lewis, hearing the voice. He was uh, the dog Matt, no. No, Max, the little dog. Little white oh, brown right, like the main dog. And the big shaggy dog was the big camp dude from Modern Family. I kinda of thought that was for it for the first twenty minutes of the film. I thought it was like set similarly Seth Rogan but it wasn't it? <laughs> Aye. And that's how he's, he went to the effort of disguising his voice. Because yeah. you, you didn't or see that or he really camps it up for the Modern Family. I, I think I really watched Modern Family, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I've maybe seen one or two episodes, but that's about it. New Ghostbusters as well, I suddenly decided to watch. I thought, well, I can't walk out of this one. Right. <laughs> well, to be fair, the films from the... The selection that the KLM flight gave you. Mm-hmm. Are all right. I wa- I did watch Winter Soldier though. Aye. That was really good. I quite enjoyed it. So need to get the time to watch Civil War. Aye, because that's like you now you've conquered the first two. So it is a complete change in. Ah, it's pace, genre. It's. Aye, it was. It didn't even feel like a typical like, superhero. superhero film. Aye. It was and I did notice that uh, Reskill's like henchman was on the he was like he was like a program on a computer. Aye, Toby Jones shows aye. back up when the 
in some sort of un- like bunker underground almost. Aye. Aye. Aye, there's something quite satisfying when you see like Captain throwing a shield and it ricochets and it's just knocking cunts out. Aye. So if, like you'll see that again come like Civil War. He does that a lot, he'll you'll ricochet you like he'll throw it to the floor so it fucking chips up like a like a pulk slammer and scalps somebody in the Aye. face. Um Is that all? Three films going in. So, <clears throat> did Ghostbusters sting? Uh, to be honest, how, was, how, well, how highly do you hold the original? Ah, the original's like, I mean, you know, like, well, two had to grow up with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it is nowhere near as bad as what people are saying it is. And right. to be fair, it was a lot better than what, like, the like, advertisement and the trailers looked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that but did they really have to hear the wee shitty cameos? Well, that's uh, yeah. I, I think, and if that was maybe like a last minute, is wait, this might this might make Damn it guy. better for folk. Like when let them see their familiar faces, that might calm the backlash. Aye. But then it just kind of looks like they were maybe horseshoeing now all this fan service in. Although I did, I did think uh, thought Chris Hemsworth was actually pretty good in it. Ah, it's like the ditzy blonde secretary. Ah, like, it's like fucking really like accidental prone and stuff. <laughs> where was not a point where there was a phone ringing and he's like got his hand in the fish tank. Aye. Thinking it's a phone in there. Aye. Or the fact that he wears glasses with aye. no lenses so he could. The reason the lenses out so he could scratch his eyes with ease. Aye. aye. <laughs> and there's one thing that I always noticed like when I think it was honest trailers. Like how they do their piss takes uh, on movies. When they got around to doing Ghostbusters, they the points of it out that made a lot of sense that in comparison, like the original Ghostbusters, who was the funny one? I mean, like you kinda had it, Bill Murray as a I sarcastic would, funny guy. Ah, you would It was probably the funniest, like intentionally being funny. You would probably be bad probably there. You were talking Hammer Bill Murray anyway. Aye. Whereas <clears> when you look at the new Ghostbusters, you've got, uh, let's see, Kate McKinnon is the quirky, funny one. Is that who that was? Kate McDyer. Aye. Uh, Kirsten Wake as the shy ditzy, funny one. Uh, Melissa McCarthy as the, the funny fat one. And then you've got Leslie Jones as the funny streetwise one. It's like, wait a minute, they're right. They're all trying to be the funny one. Uh, but I think in, if that, well, that's what happens. To be honest, I did actually thought, uh, thought Leslie Jones was actually quite good in it. Aye. I think she was it's good. Um, it's a bit with her at the concert. Mm. And, uh, and she like, jumps off the stage. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, a race <laughs> thing or a female thing, but I'm angry. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> I, I think that's it. Phil watching like Saturday Night Live, it, it's kind of disarmed me going. It's like, I can't help no like these folk. Like when that casting decision was made, like Kate McKinnon, uh, Kirsten Wigg, Leslie Jones, like these are funny women. I can't just say, ah, what, how? No, they've ruined it. Why women? Uh, it's like, these are actually talented people. And it was, they had um I'm trying, what was, ah, the main bad guy was like that weird, 
aye. It wasn't like like the first one where it was it was just like a ghost or something that could have took over like that whole like, building complex. But um, mm-hmm. I'm glad that they got the marshmallow man in it as well. Aye. Oh, I I vaguely remember it's only there's almost like a cameo appearance from us and do they not collapse on them? Aye. Aye. Is it not a shot where it's sort of like it's like a glass effect? They're all pressed against the aye. the ground. Aye, aye, it's harmless. Aye, it's alright. I'd, I'd maybe watch it again if I really, really. Aye, if, if it was on and like, fuck it, just leave it on. It's not because of no, not in my house. Get out, get out, switch channel, switch channel. <sighs> Fucking throw the remote at the aye. telly. But I thought Kate McKinnon was alright. Aye. I watched her in I watched the Office Christmas party coming Aye. back over and she was in that as well. And Aye. she was like the serious, like kinda of like highly strung, mm-hmm. like boring person in the family in the office. Aye. And I and she was actually quite funny in it. Aye. She does she she does do quite well in films. It's for the trailer I remember them because it's is it T J Miller? Ah, he's like the guy that owns the like the belt. Ah, it's like a brother sister. Aye, and when they say no, no, we're not gonna have any parties at all, and he winks, and Kate McKinnon's like, ah, wink, wink. <laughs> ah, we're not gonna do anything. Wink, wink, wink. Ah, she's quite thing with. God, Jason Bateman's in there as well. Aye, it's quite, I guess, an ensemble cast. Like, there's. Does like for the looks of the trailers like this famous person and this famous person and this famous person. Um, who's in it? Who's uh, the, because there's like a dude they're trying to impress. Ah, I can't remember who he was. He's not the dude for Breaking Bad. Nah. Nah. Um, the guy that owned the chicken shack. Oh, the Gosling, that ah, wasn't it him. Uh, that. Is that Olivia Munn? Mm-hmm. It rings a bell. She was one of the other ones that was in it. Um, there was somebody else in it, and I can't even remember who. Shall I look up the cast of Christmas Office Party? Uh, let's see. Uh, what's his name? He played Kim Jong Un in an interview. Oh, uh, is it Randy? Randall, Randall Park or something ah. like that. And oh, there's a, a bird in it with red hair, and she's in a few films, but I can't remember her name. Jennifer Aniston, Jason Bateman, Olivia Munn, Courtney B. Vance is probably the black dude I'm thinking of. Alright. Um, ah, it's got Vanessa Bear in there. She's one of the Saturday Night Live, that one in the middle there. That she's the one that's like. The the terror apart in fucking train wreck. There's a scene where they're in office. I think it's Tilda Swinton in there, and uh, as you can see, Vanessa Bear's quite a smiley person, um, and she's like, no, like the tooth to gum ratio is too much. Stop smiling. Stop smiling. You're uh-huh. shit. And she's like, ah, uh, like, and she's just berating this lassie, but she just can't help but smile um, all the time. The, there's a a female pimp. Right. In it as well, and she, I'm sure that she played one of the seven evil exes in Scott Pilgrim, but I could be wrong. Alright. But I, it was, it was alright. It was, 
gave me the impression like right enough it came out near Christmas but ah, it's just, it it's just like an it. absolute corporate to get money obviously aye just a, an easy cash grab aye I was just about to compare it to the night before but that one came off that was actually quite a decent aye and I, I like the night before I thought the night before was really good aye a wee bit more substance yeah. to it Michael Shannon was a bomb in that fucking <laughs> aye um, did you see anything else Um. I watched deep water. I only watched two coming back because remember I said to the monitor I wasn't working for the first aye like the first part of the flight like I, just, I would be telling that like you were come twice asked fucking twice ah right like, uh, I'd be fine with the seatbelt not working but my telly's not working go and let, get this out and I was just kind of like looking around like other people and fucking rogue one was on there as well eh? no. I was like I was like nah because I thought I might end up falling asleep on the flight because it was like the overnight one Aye. I was like I'll just wait until I get it in the house and I'll watch it but um, I watched Deepwater Horizon which was surprisingly good mm-hmm. Aye, that was there was a, like a big because that was like September last year that kind of came out and it wasn't like a huge Aye, it wasn't deal like, uh, it wasn't like a big market for it was it Aye. I, I think if it's just because it's one of these true event Right type of film, serious, fucking, it's not even quite a disaster movie, like, aye, there is a kind of a disaster, but, like, just the whole visual effect of all that fucking mud, like, spewed up in the whole fucking tower, it looks as if it's blown up, like, blown up with mud. Uh, and fucking John Markovich absolutely aye. covered in it. One like that boy needed a scalp. Ethan Suplee should have fucking choked him out. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, so there was actually quite a few faces in there. Like aye. it was like just like Mark Wahlberg. But I think all the posters was him like just looking down and upset. Ah, uh, because it was him, Kurt Russell. Mhm. Ethan Suplee was John Good. No. 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 I feel he was like, I think it was somebody, maybe thinking Kurt Russell. Ah, uh, Kurt Russell was, uh, like the, I, I'm assuming he was like the, like the boss sort of thing. As when like all the shit goes down and it all starts blowing up and it goes off inside, like their station. Ah, uh, it takes a while for it to kind of like get us, so like get the, the into the actual building, eh? Aye. But it's when a fucking door fucking blows off uh, and scalps Mark Wahlberg in the face and he lives. Uh, <laughs> His head should have been fucking rolling down uh, the corridor uh, beside a fucking naked Kurt Russell got blown <laughs> out of the shower. I know. The fact that he was still able to like put his like overalls on like, <laughs> one eye and all that. There's a bit that fucking hurt. Like to the actual boy that fucking had that happen to him. Because uh, by the end of it did it not say he had like a, a body count of I'm thinking three or eleven. Eleven, I think eleven was like unaccounted for. Aye. Because then they listed them all doing all the ones that were like. You got the credit showing you the real photos. I because BP got indicted for it, man. Aye, they fucking took some shit for it. And then I think because they said that they were, I think, two years ago or something that all the hands got dropped, like all the charges and stuff. Aye. But it was it was really good. I enjoyed that, and the thing is as well, it was on for probably just under two hours, but it just it flew in it. 
Ah, yeah, it's just one of those things you could get engrossed in it quite easily, like when it fucking kicks off, uh, and you didn't realise you you've been watching it for maybe. And it's fact that it's the same fucking director that done Patriots Day. Aye. And Mark Wahlberg's in that as well, and that's that's just as that's fact it's longer than Beauty mm. Water Eyes, and then it just flew in as well, and it was equally like a good film. Aye. And I'd probably, probably I'd, I'd probably stick the two on my top ten for last year. Aye, it's funny. It's like. When you try and cram all your movies in before the end of the year, and it's not until you just catch up on one's letters, like Christ, there was a lot of good films uh, fucking creeped up last Hell year. Hell High Water was on the selection as well, but because I seen that uh, Deep Water Rising, I was like, I'll sit and watch it. Aye. Trying Works was on the list. On uh, Deep Water Rising was on it. Allied was on the list as well. Oh, aye, the. Brad Pitt and Marion uh, Cotillard, or aye, uh, um, Moana was on on that selection of films to mm-hmm. watch. There was a few that I was like, kind like when I got on, and I was like, ah, it's like six and a half hour flight. I was like, I'll probably cram in a few films, mm-hmm. and then obviously when the monitor didn't work for the first three hours, I was like, oh, aye, oh well. Alright, so how was the fl- like your flights overall? I you, you uh, did tell me. Right, there's one thing I need to tell you for the podcast about the flight. So they can, uh, if it was getting on the plane to begin with, was that security check going wrong? That was when we landed in Atlanta. In fact, every security check, well, for, for Michelle anyway, like, I think she got searched in every security thing. Aye. But when we landed in Atlanta... We uh, ended up queuing with Mark Dallas. Aye, you were saying yeah. that. Because uh, I noticed him, you know, well, I noticed him on the plane, uh, sitting like sitting half of the flight, and uh, we were queuing up next to him for going through like customs and stuff. And when you get to customs, you give them your uh, passports and stuff. Aye. And they get you put like your fingerprints on and stuff. And the guy's like, "So where are you going?" And we're like, uh, "Orlando." And he's like. Like, so what's in Orlando then? I'm like, fuck off, you came what's in Orlando. Ah, like, that way fuck this week, I've said the same answer to you. You came what's happening in Orlando. So, um, when we got into security, like, you're not allowed to take anything over 100 uh, millilitres of, like, liquid or anything. Aye, so uh, you can't even take, like, two litre Frosty Jack in there, with uh, you? Um, you fucking got to take your shoes off. So when you go in <clears throat> with the guys that are there with like the plastic trays and stuff, you have to oh, empty all your electronics out into one, and then you put your bag and your like hat, belt buckles, whatever, shoes, and then you stand in this thing and you put your hand up and it like scans you. Right. And I think Michelle's bag came through three or four times, and the. Get checked out. her because there was like supposedly there was metal and stuff showing up so they were having to scan her and then they were having to swab her for fucking explosives and stuff <laughs> and it was about a good a good 10-50 minutes after I'd been through and Aye. got all my stuff and yeah. got all ready to go and then when we were in when we were getting a plane from Atlanta to Orlando I didn't kind of the wife who was trying to throw in like subliminal like message in and like 
working for either ICW or WWE because she kept on harboring on about if you didn't buy a ticket, you didn't take the ride. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's like, oh. if you want to fly, you will buy a ticket. Aye. Oh. That or maybe like a fear and loathing in Las Vegas fan. Uh, oh, that would have made more sense if you were going to Vegas, though. Aye. Uh, but, uh, the I think the, the cabin crew for the KLM flight from Amsterdam to Atlanta must have been getting fucking pissed off at the end towards like, the last hour and a half of the flight because we were getting a wee bit of turbulence mm-hmm. and like those so when you get a bit of turbulence they put the seatbelt sign back and say you would go back to your seat and you know to move for anything I think unless you're maybe going to be like fucking stiff or whatever eh? yeah. but honestly people just weren't listening and they were fucking up and down walking up and down the plane out the toilet and, and the amount of times that like they're watching the film and when they put the announcements on their film pauses aye and it's like can somebody so just sit the fuck down so I can watch the rest of Ghostbusters eh? <laughs> they're about to come up to a dance number did he ruin this for me uh, uh, there was a hang there was um, something that I had in my mind for the podcast that I still remember that when I was on the plane going through, there was this foreign family in front of us, and there were, and it must have been six or seven of them. And the mum, the dad, and the weirdest one was in the row in front of us. And honestly, like watching the TV, eating the food, and they're fucking like this against the back of the chair. And, <laughs> and I felt like I was going to hear my inner, like, Schwarzenegger in that film when they were on the plane, and the wee kids at the back here, like, kicking the seat. Mm-hmm. And he, he turns around and grabs a pencil and just snaps it with like one hand. <laughs> and I, I felt like I was going to have to do that. Eh? Oh. I was like, Stuart, can I get a pen? I'm sure here you go. Turn, snap. It's going to be you, kid. But oh, Fuck honestly, it up. like fucking, when it was like, yeah, like main meal and stuff, I reckon what she had done, but she must have like been jumping about and she must have like knocked stuff off the tray on her side because mm. her mum was going, going fucking ballistic at her. Eh? Uh, sitting trying to eat a fucking like yogurt and a cup of coffee and things like fucking you're shaking and you're <laughs> in the turbulence or that aye so for fuck's sake have your Jurassic Park moment so everyone will be a fucking T-Rex on this flight <laughs> <laughs> so when you finally made it to fucking Orlando could you tell the wrestling was in town it was like half one in the morning so um I don't know there was a there was a German guy that had a German Just Bring It t-shirt and it was like Team Bring It Germany. Right. He was on our plane and I didn't think I really recognise any other ones but when we got to Orlando we had to get our shuttle transport and so then when we checked in honestly the, the amount of people that were like that were there for us meant at the, like, the resort and that were like yeah. Tons of them, like, you go into like, in for like breakfast in the morning, and there's full the like, amount of t shirts like, you could tell. Who, who did you? Well, I was gonna say, probably other than John Cena, what t shirts did you see the most? Because I imagine it probably would just be a sea of Cena shirts. Nah, I didn't see a lot, there was a few, but it was probably a mixture of. There was a lot of just the uh, ones with the WrestleMania low, and there was ah. a lot of the Roman Empire. There was, there was quite a few of them, but it was mainly like AJ Styles with a lot of AJ Styles t-shirts. All ah, right. And uh, and um, 
there was a um, we took a a walk on the Friday we got up on the Friday morning and went for breakfast and stuff and we took a wee walk and we took a walk along to the convention centre because the superstore thing was open like the whole uh-huh. time you were there and we just went and had a look and I picked up I was looking for the new AJ Styles top mm. and Kaomania 2 one Mm-hmm. The Kiel two man was still good, so I was quite annoyed. Um, and we seen this uh, <clears throat> toy that I was that close and buying you. Right. And it was a Roman Reigns. Um, Don't be a vibrator. <laughs> no, it was a Roman Reigns. It was it was just a vibrating fist. Ah, it was like a Roman Reigns fist that had the included sound, like sound effects. Like a, a push, shotgun of a fist. Didn't you it? push the button and it makes a cocking noise and then it has the explosion. And just as we pushed it, there was like an Indian guy that walked past it and went, Oh, yes! And picked up and went away and bought it. <laughs> you weren't in an adult store, are you sure? You, you didn't need just... A superstore on one side, a step nah. to the right, you're in some fucking adult convention centre. Nah. Jack and Fist. Ages three and up. Oh. <laughs> I just, when I seen it, I was like, fucking hell. Such a... I've seen that. It's not like Hulk hands, it's not something you put over your own hand and fucking... No. Use it. Plus, we've seen there was a page action figures. Still really quite hot me. button. Yeah. Um... There was Dolph Ziggler was there getting photos with the guys and stuff. Other than like the events you went to, how often were you seeing fucking just wrestlers in the wild? Um, none apart from Michael Hayes at the airport last Thursday when we were flying home. I was always seen. I was, I was looking and going to the floor of the mall on a Saturday morning trying get Ric Flair Aye. but I didn't really to be honest with you we time we got back for the Hall of Fame it was pretty fucking late because the Hall of Fame finished at like about midnight or something mm-hmm. and by the time we got back so we didn't bother but by by listening to people talking about that Kevin Owens was at one of the Walgreens mm-hmm. on International Drive that um they didn't tell you until they've like counted like the three hundredth person Aye. going in, so you could be queuing there for fucking hours. Aye, and wait for them to do wait, the count. Aye, whereas they didn't just count the first three hundred, whereas I think they should. Yeah. But it was queuing up for that at like fucking three o'clock, and he was like going to be at Walgreens at like five and stuff. Aye, as well as it fuck were. And I mean, themselves at the mall for like Ric Flair and all that, I reckon even that it was, like, I think it was like 11 o'clock in the morning, I think it, it probably would have been a bit busy. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really bother. Right, so you mentioned Hall of Fame. What was your, your highlights for seeing the Hall of Fame in person? DDP was actually, I'd say his speech was actually really good. Ah. Quite funny. Eric Bischoff as well. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure we've seen some people actually getting ejected I was about to say because in the last couple of years I don't think there was much last year but the year before that 
I do remember people talking about fans being quite disrespectful during like Hall of Fame, uh, like just in the sense that maybe it shouldn't be open, like because it, it it's in an arena, uh, then there's rest on the floor, but they want it to be respectful. But you've got like a raucous fucking wrestling crowd. Uh, like um, when they were dealing with the red carpet bit. Whenever Roman Reigns showed up, oh, just a sea of booze. A lot of people were saying that they should treat that night as no a night uh, like wrestling. Aye. Like you're attending the Oscars. Aye. Um, It was when they were. It was when that um, the guy was in the wheelchair when he was the guy that got the Warrior Award. Aye. When he was doing his speech, there was like people just shouting it. And I like I like I like I like I went up the higher tees than what we were, and ah. um, like a lot of us could like kind of like pick up on it, and we're kind of like looking about because we see like security and all that like like going about eh. Ah. So it's like fuck's sake. You've um, paid money, go and didn't be a dick. Aye. And um, even like Rick, well, Rick was family. His uh, his speech was pretty good. Mm. Um, Jim Cornette, man. Ah. He was ah. funny. I was, I didn't, uh, I suppose I didn't really, I never really watched the, like, Rock and Roll Express when I was a kid or that. No. They were kind of like, before, like, our time anyway. Exactly. But, uh, some of the speeches were going on for quite a long time, like. Ah, I, I, I'm trying to think on the WWE Network what it played back as. Probably I think it was just under... That. Four, maybe? Aye, because I think the main show started at eight. Right. Yeah, eight, and it finished at, like, just before 12. Because mm. Kurt Angle kept his speech quite short. Aye. Teddy Long's speech was quite short, but, like, say, DDP's speech was probably about, like, including, like, he's, like, one way out of Bischoff, and that's probably about maybe 40 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was also the first one of the night, so you can exactly. had a bit of time and stuff. Eh? He was probably going to talk for a long, like right? uh, and I mean, he had like he had stories about fucking him with like Dusty Rose and stuff. Eh? It was some of it was quite like funny. Um, same with like Tom, like Jerry Snake Roberts, and that. Aye. And then the first thing you kind of notice when you looked in at the crowd is fucking Mick Foley wearing a tie dye suit. Ah, that was quite a fucking well statement, but it was ah fancy me. They'd love the night. Um, and Goldberg was getting booed when they were showing him on the camera. I was fucking surprised to see that Beth Phoenix is married to Edge. I didn't Can knew you, that. Did you look in that? No. I knew that. that was under my radar. It was actually, it was when she was, because I, like, when she wasn't bringing him up, you kind of had, well, obviously because I knew, like, I had an idea that she was going to probably bring him up last. Aye. And then fucking, what's his name? Tony Chamel comes out. Aye. And it's almost like the spotlight was off of her and on him. Aye. And it was quite funny. Um, but Kurt Angle's speech was quite good. Mm-hmm. And that, just the whole crowd was singing Sexy Kurt. was just Aye. funny. <laughs> and they brought out the fucking headpiece. Aye, with the, aye they brought the, the headpiece, but they brought out the headpiece without the wig. Aye. And, that, and then they brought the wig, obviously. But, um, but to go full fucking tilt and bring out the milk. Ah, I'm assuming his 
suit was probably bought and no rented because fucking, well, I, I would hope it'd be that way about I was like I'm going to ruin a suit I'll just fucking rent one cut an angle I'll, I'll pay the damage but uh, it was good but what was because uh, he was ringing like he was fucking toasting the crowd and it was dripping uh, like no. he didn't um, go half measures he fucking chugged two full fucking pints of milk uh, the prices uh Prices of the drink in the army centre were quite thing with it's like ten dollars for like two cokes. Oh. And on the Monday night for Raw it was twelve dollars and they were smaller. Same venue though. Same venue, army centre, Ah, like crooks. I know. But it was it was good. Access was actually a lot of fun as well. Aye, so what was is that more or less a, so a like Comic-Con, but for wrestling. Uh, it's like a Comic-Con. Uh, it's got, like, your, your VIP, like, stuff and all. Like, the queues for that will... The queues wouldn't be big because the queues would only be for the people the that had the tickets. Ah. But we were just... Well, like, even, like, the, the first normal uh, signature, like, the first normal, like, meeting the session stand that we've seen was Lillian Garcia and Terry Runnels. Right. And the queue for that was fucking huge. Oh, just and I was like, I don't want to see Goldust's wife or ex-wife or whatever. Did you not have like a wee burlap sack like you could have got your picture didn't you? and just say, oh, present that we went up the ladder to get the contract for you, like the Hardys back in the day. <laughs> um, and then there was, there was Goldust and R-Truth. Mm-hmm. And that was fairly big. And I was like, I might come back. And then it was Michelle that noticed. She was like, oh, she's like, I'm sure that's Eric Bischoff. And I just like looked and I seen the wee sign. I was like, fucking is. I was like, boom, let's go. Uh, and the queue wasn't, surprisingly, it wasn't that big. I think we only waited maybe 15 minutes. Aye. Uh, and I, uh, it was fucking... Did you pull out your paperback of Controversy Creates Cash? Nah, it was, it was like a bit like footwork, like getting them to sign like the fucking the title belts and all that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing that I seen far too much of that weekend was the amount of people that would just walk about with the fucking replica belts. There was a guy. There was a fucking black guy with three. Just I'm the fucking champion of the world. One there, one there, one. So wait, because obviously you got your was it like a a raw belt, SmackDown belt. As you get. You, when you go to like, Superstar I bet you could buy them all fucking smoking skull. Buy them all. You get smoking skull NWO ones. Fucking. Uh, the big old WCW uh, the big gold bell the one you um, the size of a fucking dinner plate uh, and there was loads of other shit as well I can't mind but uh, it was like the old the old like WWE titles and stuff mm-hmm. uh, and it's like they're like fucking three and four hundred dollars money isn't it there. aye and it's like why why spend that much there was ones that were designed like fanny packs oh, right. that were about twenty dollars and aye. which is probably for like the the kids that not much money and stuff but oh it was far too much I thought eh? and it oh. was like because when we were getting a photo taken with a Slammy Award mm. it was heavy aye aye um, there was a fucking like a family like a, like a black family in front of us yeah it was like the dad with three boys and the dad had a belt and all his three sons all had belts each fucking you're either it's like fuck I'll go into debt for, for the rest like, of the year 
there was like a family as well. I didn't kind of maybe they were like hillbillies or whatever. <laughs> but there was like it must have been like the grand and the granddad were like the grandparents and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the kids was like holding the trophy, like we getting the photo taken. He was looking shit scared. Well, like maybe dropping a drop it or whatever, eh? And his fucking dad, Trevor Murdoch, would come out and fucking scale his ass, <laughs> chuck him in the van inside the pegs. Oh, it was fucking unreal, eh? Like, there was, uh, you can get a photo taken with Nia Jax inside the elimination chamber. Right. Aye, because I noticed you shared pictures of the chamber and I thought, like, was there actually anything going on or was it just an empty chamber? I know, so, it was like people, eh? you can go in and get your photo taken. Finn Balor was going to be at one of the other, one of the sessions there on a Sunday morning. Aye. They had, you could get in the actual ring that was just filled with sponge. Aye, that was like a you could, fun, like, you like, could like, like dive off the rope and shit. Aye, exactly, and not cripple yourself. Aye. Like, you could perfect um, your fucking shooting star press. You could do your own entrance. I had, like, a list oh, of, like, Titantron stuff and it. You could do that. There was all that, like, their, kind of like, their, like, make a wish, be a star stuff and all that. Right. Like the corners cure and shit. It was um, JBL, like, the, the make a, the be a star thing, the combat billion at all? Nah. Yeah. And that Ron Simmons was there, but no him. <laughs> Funny, that. I know. <laughs> um, I was... Quite good because when I seen Ron Simmons, his queue was pretty long, and I thought, ah. I thought, see if it was the two of them, I would have queued. Aye. And that, but because it was just Ron Simmons, I was like, oh, I'm not bothered. Um, and then we'd done the actual, the Hall of Fame, souvenir like walkthrough. Aye. And it was all the like, inductees like like shared photos. They, they've got the actual real life. Like real size replica of the Andre Giant. Aye. I don't doll dude like <laughs> I would think I was my head was probably reaching his nipple. Aye. And, uh, and then there was like Bruno Sammartino Dusty Rose there was the fucking unveiled the Ric Flair statue that weekend there. Right, aye. Uh, so you had that, you had all his jackets. The cut angle one was good because you had remember when he had his wee Scooter when he had his rivalry with Undertaker and ah, tried yeah. to buy him the wee moped. Uh, the wee moped. Yeah. Uh, had that, had the King of the Ring scepter. Ah, um, they keep all that shit, don't they? Aye. There must be just warehouses full of fucking WWE. And like, props. when you had DDP, you had the actual proper European title and all that. Ah, which was quite cool. Um, there was uh, another thing where you could get a photo taken inside a fucking. Coffin surrounded with druids and all that. There was oh, a right. guy in full Undertaker attire. Who had been waiting for that moment. Aye, let's just say he was in that, that queue. Um, there was a kid in f- behind us at the, the Hall of Fame souvenir bit. And he was in full Legion of Doom gear. Mm-hmm. And every time he turned the corner to see something, it was like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, kid, sharp. <laughs> and surprisingly I fucking bumped into that kid when I was leaving Camp World on Sunday for me still in Legion of Doom attire <laughs> I can't even get it off <laughs> it's a face paint eh aye it's fucking it's real paint my dad's but, a total prick like, you get like, it's like each like, access is like a four hour session aye 
And can if you wanted to do everything, you could do the four hours. We were only there for about maybe what less than maybe two hours. Aye, like an hour and a bit. It just went and hit the main spots. Ah, like we went, and them, aye, we went and see what we've seen. Like we like walked around every party and stuff. In fact, I'm sure we walked around every party twice. Aye, because when you come into the main access bit, you can get a photo taken in front of the giant booty or cereal box. Aye, aye. And that was a photo that I think Shell put up with the two of us holding the cereal. Aye. When the guy took the photo, his fucking thumb was like over the camera a wee bit. So when Shell put it up, she like had to like crop it. Aye. Um. There was like the. A lot of like Triple H stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, was, there was live matches going on as well. Aye, right, and stuff. Aye. Um, there was competitions as well. Uh, ah, there was a competition in the, on during the matches, and this kid won tickets to like WrestleMania. And uh, so I'm assuming if you already had tickets, you probably would have just sold them. Ah, I said, "Fuck! I'll scalp these at the door." Oh no! Goodbye, like, myself. One of those of fucking people, title belts. There was loads of people there on a Sunday for it. Um, but so once we left, uh, we just went back home, got changed, went for something to eat, and then just. The hair clothes we were up early the next day for for many on a Sunday. Aye. So what was it like getting in? I remember watching YouTube clips of the previous year and it looked like people trying to get into a stadium during the zombie apocalypse. Everyone at the door just battering to get in. And sh- it was actually alright. Very um, organised. We queuing at all? Aye. Because we, we, we all had different gates. Aye. Uh, we were at gate C, I think. So we uh, we just can the gates weren't open until about half three, four o'clock, I think. And we got there at about, about half two or something. So we were just having like a walk about. There was folk working for WWE that were Aye. walking around with the cameras saying, oh, look, for Ken, we're going to be filming highlights of like the like tickets shit. and all Aye. that. Uh, can look excited. Aye, look excited, start jumping about and shit. Uh, and uh, there was, I'm sure I'm, I should have put the photo up of the fucking guy in full sting attire. Ah. Baseball bat. 33 degrees wearing full sting attire. Aye. He must have been fucking roasting. Wearing fuck all underneath it. <laughs> um, but, oh, like, honestly, like, the amount of people that were, that were wearing jeans that whole holiday. I couldn't do it. I wore shorts every day I was over there. Aye. And shorts and a t-shirt. And it still was too much. Like, if I was old, I'd wear my Rab C vest. Ah, fucking right. Um, but I so like, we started queuing. We happened to be queuing beside a couple of guys that go ICW and all that. Uh, or like, all chatting away and uh, stuff. What was your crowd mix like? I like, there was... Um, it's definitely cunts fit all over oh, you're not. Um, with Fundy's fuck were these folk at Raw or Smartdown? Nah, there was folk at Mania that were all for like Mexico and it was like a big group of them because they were all wearing like the same like, I reckon if it's more like a Mexican sport team or something. Right. But they were all wearing that but they all had like all their names on it at the back. Aye. I've seen a few of them going about um, so we were all like can Standing and there was like a guy dressed up as Stone Cold 
uh, standing on somebody's shoulders, doing a big stone cold address and all that. Aye. Um, and then folk talking about the heat and stuff. Somebody passed out in the crowd while you're waiting to get in. Dressed in full skin <laughs> sting attire. I don't know. <laughs> but they had, they had to shout like a medic. Um, so then when the doors opened, you got in, you had to usual take all your electronics out and all that. Aye. Get your tickets, scan them, you go in. And it's, it's like, I'm trying to think. I suppose you've probably not been to like Hamden or that for like football or anything. No. So you hear the people that line up at all the fucking, they've got like the wee superstore bits as well inside that you've got your wee like. Your merch spots. Uh, you've aye. got like all your vendors for like your drinks and stuff. So aye. we go in, we find our section we're in, and we go up the stairs, and surprisingly we are right at the stairs. Aye. Which is handy. So then we sit down, 